What's up, man? <laughs> Speaking of stars. Hey. <laughs> Shut up. What up, brother? What's man? good? Look yes, <laughs> back at it. How you doing, big man? You good? Come on, fam. Yes, yes, sir. Looking good, man. You good, bro? Hey, what's going on? Hey, good to see you, brother. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I find the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On this vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I find the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Since, since we've met you and you put us on with so many different people, you know, now getting to see you as a mentor, as somebody who was already a mogul in what he did and, and, and a trendsetter. And now in the business world, you know, watching you, A.B., A-Rod, you know, courtside at the Miami Heat games, different things. What's it like those type of commonalities you have with people who are great at what they did for a living? And now they've translated that into living that same way and that same type of greatness away from the sports. Well, Alex, I'm very proud of you. Just with the power moves that he's making. A.B., he's still young, so I feel like A.B. still got a lot left in football, at least four more years. Super fast. He works out on a regular. But, you know, we out in Miami. Of course, I've been out here so long. Alex has been out here so long. Just building, you know, being smart. But, you know, just being around other great athletes and guys that's pushing to be greater, not just on the field or in the ring. I'm happy for guys like Alex, A.B., great people, um, great families. I had a chance to meet A.B. mom, a great woman. And I think A.B. is really misunderstood. He just want to be treated fair. Right. And this is for any team that's watching right now. We'll make them a deal if they sign A.B. And A.B. go through the whole season. No problems at all. And then they got to give us 20 million. But if he mess up, then we got to give them 20 million. So if any team want to match that, you know, reach out to us. That's, 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 that's what big. Again? Hey. I never heard that. That's big. <laughs> but we can get back to that. We can get back to that. You were just talking about AB's fast. I was watching one of y'all's stories. I really didn't know who won the race when y'all was jogging. Then at the end, y'all kind of sprinted. He pulled his damn hamstring, man. I, who, I who, who won the race, champ? <laughs> champ, who, who won the race? I want to know. AB was shocked at how fast I was. I told right. him I'm fastest any other receiver at my age. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm still fast because, you know, I took care of my body. 100%. You know, right. I, I took care of my body, and I push him mm-hmm. to be better. I push him to be great. And what we talk about is real. We talk, when I say talk about real, I'm a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Meaning like a lot of times you got fans and we, we love our fans. Right. But you have a fan that'll come up, may come up to Alex, me, AB and say, oh, I love you, I love you. And, and when a fan go over to AB and tell AB, oh, oh yeah, that was the NFL. No, right. he's not gonna say the NFL, then take a picture with you. Right. That's not cool because he know you from the NFL. Mm. You know, just like I, I can't say f- boxing because without the sport of boxing, people wouldn't know who I am. So we can't say that. And I told him the NFL has made you millions. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of AB because he saved so much money. Right. A lot of people may think he spent a lot of his money, but he saved a lot of his money. What are those conversations like? I know he look up to you. 
But what are your conversations like when you hear people saying one thing, you said he's misunderstood. Because We've said that, but what are your... When I was just talking about when the, when the people say the NFL, these are the same people that when they seen you walk off the field, but he didn't just walk off the field, but when he walked off the field, they was like, oh, he done for doing that. He's stupid, the NFL being good to him. But when they see you in person, they're like, oh, let's, let's take a picture. Right. So, you know, it's like, the one thing I've learned from being around you and now around Alex, Alex kept speaking about Nick, you know, his nephew, and I've been around you, and I know you still have people that were day ones with you. How do y'all look at building these teams and also keeping people close to you from the way that you grew up and whether it's family members, friends, people from the old communities, when you're looking at saying, okay, I want to continue building this wealth, but I want to take those people with me, how does that selection process go? Well, first of all, it starts with self-awareness and the truth, right? We talked about, Chan, before you came in, about a lot of per perpetrating, right? And, and we, most of us, grew up in our community being bullshit a lot and lied to, and we call it, like, slippery, right? Because in the hood, we have to make it the way we have to make it, right? Fake it till you make it or whatever it is. But once you're trying to run a business, you have to start with self-awareness and the truth. And the truth around here is that the four partners in this firm uh, all grew up with me. And we have Jose, we have Pepe, we have Aaron Knight, and we have me. And that's the core of this business. We have Kelly and we have others, but it's a combination of old and new. And you need that loyalty, but that loyalty has to be you know, spoken with a lot of honesty and, and the business comes first. And if we're gonna judge you on this business, that doesn't mean we can't be homies whether this goes well or not but it starts with the truth. And we're not going to bend the truth, not even one inch, because in business, it's gotta be 100%, 100%, right? And then you bring people to add to our blind spots, right? You can't have, you know, you have a starter and a closer, right? You have a receiver and a cornerback in every sport, right? It can't be too much of the same. You have to, like our job as leaders is to have a complementary set of skills, like a clubhouse, like a locker room, bring them all together, and together are we better. That is our job. I always say that my job as a CEO of this company is two things. Find the best talent in the world to come in and join us. And number two, create a culture that's a winning culture. You mentioned Belichick and how great that was. That's kind of the gold standard is how do you create a culture like San Antonio Spurs, New England Patriots, New York Yankees, and go from there. Champ, when you look at you know, what you were able to build and when you came on our show, man, it was, it was so much game given. And I love the fact that people got to see different sides of you. They want to see the... They want to see, the, they, they wanted to see money. Want to see, they want to see the trash talking. Yeah, they, they wanted to see that. They want to see the truth. That's, that's <laughs> what I am. I'm the truth. Yeah, but the fact that, that you came on, though, and, and you mentioned the way that you've been able to take care of your family, but that was all built on hard work, dedication, yeah, you know, as, as you always say. Are the people around you held to that same standard? you either an asset or you're a liability. Talked about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about the same thing earlier. <laughs> Either you're an asset or you're a liability. And if you're a liability, then you don't need to be around me. I don't need no liabilities. And this is what I tell people within my company, within my team. Do it my way. Because if you mess up, I don't mind being a janitor to clean up the mess because I told you to do it a certain way. But if I tell you to do it a certain way and you do it your way and it mess up, I don't want to clean it up because that was your fuck up, not mine. And that is how I look at it. How the hell did y'all meet? 
No, let's be honest. Like, ah, ah, this is real, real game. So how the hell, hell y'all know each other? Just Alex is huge in real estate. I'm huge in real estate. Of course, he's made so much noise in, a, of course, in sports. I made so much noise. And um, it's, it's a guy that we have in common that we both deal with, Raul. He's a hell of a businessman. Does he connect y'all? Do y'all do you do you be like, let me well, holler at Floyd? Well, do you be like, let me holler at Alex? Like, I wanna know, I wanna get, I wanna get on the thread. We, we came, we came together uh, just to talk about business. Business brought us together. Yeah. The real estate business brought us together. One of the things that we talked about business managers and what happens in the corporate world that we still have a long ways to go as athletes, especially as brothers, is the corporate world, they they collaborate every day. Guys are talking to you, hedge fund guys are. They're calling 40, 50 times a day. Put this going on, put this one on. What's going on with the market? What's happening here? What are you hearing in China? What are you hearing in London? What's happening in Latin America? All day long. The one thing that athletes don't do is they don't collaborate in business enough. And they're all guarded by their business manager, their lawyer, their agent, and their job is to play defense. And nobody's gonna get to their asset because they feel that if you talk to Floyd or you talk to me, then they're gonna lose our, our account. And what we have to do is we have to come together and collaborate and share best ideas. But more importantly, if there's some bad ideas, how do we avoid some of those headaches and some of those hard knocks? So when athletes come together, especially brothers, and we kind of share, then we'll be unstoppable. Yeah. But we got a long way how to did, go. How do y'all take out the middleman in that, right? Because you're, you're saying, you know, it's the guy that's in front playing defense, not letting you get I'll to, tell you how. to the asset. The first meeting we went on to, uh, they asked Floyd a question and, and someone else answered, and he said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Champ speaks for himself, right? And you said, he said, hey, 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 he said, slow down. This is A-Rod we're talking to. A-Rod, let me tell you about me. And, and what happened was he was proactive. He had conviction. He had his truth. And he didn't need anybody translating for him. Business managers are there to play, play defense. But who's going to play offense, mm -hmm. right? And we need to collect a lot of information call together, why wouldn't someone call me if they're gonna do real estate? Why wouldn't they call Floyd? If I'm gonna do something in media around the Timberwolves, you know who I called? Floyd. I said, champ, I need your help. We talked about that. Right? We need your help. We talked a little bit because there's no ego here. That's my brother, right? And if he can avoid a couple hard knocks for me, why wouldn't I use that resource? Ryan, if I have someone that I need to talk to in the NFL or someone you can help me with, I'm gonna pick up the phone and call you. I'm gonna get your number. Right, same thing with Fred, same thing with all of you, right? And I think as athletes, we need to come together and lean on each other more and forget the agent. Agents can't speak for you. Agents will be gone the minute you're done playing. And then what's gonna happen? Who's gonna speak for you? Forget about your agent, forget about your manager, forget about your lawyer. You call me, you call Champ, you call Ryan, you call Channing. And I think the more we stop leaning on our lawyers, the better life we're gonna have after sports. But you have to be able to take that bat and handle your business yourself. Nobody, by the way, there is no business manager in the world that can get Magic Johnson on the phone, that can get Champ on the phone, that can get me on the phone, that can get you on the phone. But guess what? If, if, if Brown needs help, if any young kid needs help and they call us, I guarantee you, we're gonna be there for them. Absolutely. Was that, was that that same meeting? The same meeting is when you was like, I can, I can fool with It was crazy that when he came to the meeting, you know, I heard about him buying the Minnesota Timberwolves and him and his team. So I had told him, I said, yo, I was, I've been working on buying this team for a few years now. But the reason why 
it wasn't able to happen when I was trying to buy the team was they told me that I can purchase the team, but I can't move the team out of Minnesota. So I said, hold on, so let me get this right. It's, like, it's just like a relationship. You got a woman, she don't work. You do all the bringing, but she do all the dictating. It's not gonna work. If I pay to get a team, then it's, and I can't move it, and you still is in control, then it's not my team. So I told him, I'm proud that you were able to get the, get the team, but we talked about also helping the team grow in other places because it's so much talent on the Timberwolves. Yeah. So much talent. Young talent, too. Yes. Yeah. And I said to him, here's where I'm not good at. I'm not a great marketer. You're the best marketer in the world. Hell yeah. But we have some of the best young cats. If you think about D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, Cat, our bench team, we're deep. We've got a lot of talent. These kids are hungry. I sit down with Nick, and we do one-hour Zooms about financial literacy because they're all interested. It's no longer good enough to be a basketball player or football. But they want to be great dressers. They want to be techs. They want to be investors. They want to be well-known and, and have knowledge. So I said to Champ, I said, Champ, I need you to help me promote uh, our young players. And he said, absolutely, let's get down and talk with it. And we started a conversation about, how, is there a hard knocks in there that we can go out to promote our young players? When you look at, though, Champ, you, do, you were the, the greatest performer or professional in individual sport. All the training, everything you did, once you got in the ring, it was on you to execute. It was on you to make sure, like you said, protected yourself at all times. And, and now in the business world and now post-career change, you are a part of a lot of teams. You know, you, you, no, no, just, just real talk. Like, it, it's different now. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, what was that change like for you? But it's not really a change for years. I've been working behind the scenes, helping so many entertainers and athletes. A lot of luck was on my side, I guess, I should say, to be able to, you know, mother being on drugs, dad going to prison, me just going to the Olympics by myself, me being in the 12th grade, seeing my mother not having much, my, my sisters and my mom going through a lot, me at one particular time, seven of us in a one bedroom. I said, you know what? I left, I left school with one, like, two credits to go. Left school within, I want to say, six months, I was a, a millionaire. Alex talked a lot earlier about uh, the way he grew up. Born in New York, grew up here in Miami, but he was, Channing was saying, you know, he got 1.35. Well, Channing was saying 1 million. Alex corrected him <laughs> right. and told him he got 1.35. We almost signed for the same amount of money coming out, and then he, he left me. <laughs> in the third, fourth, fifth year. But we was right around that same number years, About 20 out. years later, though, Chan. I know, but I'd be insecure a little bit. You could be insecure. Let's be open. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, yeah, I don't want to look at dude's pockets, but I'd be like, yeah, man, I, I saw the 200. I saw the, the, the second three, 200. The 300. I saw the 300. Yeah, I just, you know, it's, it's They just, make it's, money alike. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why they got a call that's off. That slap your they phone. got a text message. And slap your phone. Yeah, so yeah that's different. I felt like I can never get on the thread. <laughs> you can get on the thread. I can get on the oh, thread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. I can get on the thread. Yeah, but you know what? Thread. One thing we talked about, you got how many how, you got some jets. Have you ever <laughs> flew have you ever flew on uh, A3 on Southwest? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah. I was poor longer than I was rich. <laughs> well, maybe not now. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, that's the thing. After after we aired the Floyd episode, 
I get on the plane, I have my mask on, I had got A1, so obviously I'm in the exit row. Yeah. Lady walks up to me, she goes, you on the pivot? And I was like, yeah, she's like, I watched the one with Floyd where he called this jet. At least you got A1 today. I said, hell yeah, I sure do. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I had so many people hit me up about that. Yeah. It was like, hey, hey man, was that real? I was like, bro, we can't fake it. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run it back. <laughs> Rod, you can call the jet? Call the yeah, jet. he can call. He I, got I, a I jet. won't call him. I won't call him, but Nick will call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be ready. <laughs> you can hit the jet. You know, it, it was uh, a good hour. <laughs> you know, it, it's just an amazing thing, man. Uh, you know, we had Floyd on around the Super Bowl time. And since then, you know, we've had A.B., mm-hmm. who's done great. That interview was great. A lot of people got an opportunity to see a different side of A.B. They got an opportunity to see a different, different side of the champ. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure here, you know, after this one airs, they'll get an opportunity to see a different side of yourself. And, again, I always give flowers to everybody. And I know every show I, I, I'll mention that. Freddie Flowers. Freddie Flowers in the house. <laughs> but, um, no, seriously, though, I, I really believe in relationships. I talk about that a lot. You know, and through Alicia, you know, she's done some amazing things. She's an amazing person. And her thread, you know, having Floyd, who from Floyd, we're able to get and lock in AB Mm -hmm. just on face. Mm -hmm. You know, no extra fancy stuff, but just because we're real good people because Floyd vouched for us. And now we're here with you. Mm -hmm. You know, the goat of all goats, you know, it's a privilege and an honor to be here, man. So for both of y'all, starting with you, appreciate you. And, And you, thank you. Yes, you know, right. and we try to do it, you know, the honest way, yeah. be able to paint a picture of different from different perspectives for people that are watching this to see. They're going to clip it up and chop it up and a million other people will see it. But man, bro, relationships so amazing, man. I, of course. It's, it's yeah, amazing. I, I do want to say something on that, Fred, because I'm glad you brought it up. If you think about your careers, all mm. our careers, our listeners that are watching at home, is when you think about your net worth. When you look back when you're 50, 60, 70, your net worth is going to resemble a lot of what your network mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And all champ has to do is call me and I'm going to be there. Because, yeah. you know, we talked about game, recognize game. And that's saying. You know? You know that. It, that. That's really important. And if champ and I are doing that, we need to have our whole community doing that. Right. We can't have champ and I doing this at the highest level. I call Magic Johnson. He's always been there, been there for me. Right? And, and for that, I'm always going to be grateful to Magic. But Magic told me... All right, now, when you see somebody else, especially of color, it's your damn responsibility to pass it on. And, you know, you have a boardroom right behind Ryan. It's not good enough for Champ and I to be the only cats in that boardroom around only other white, rich people, right? It's our responsibility to leave that door open and bring men of color, women, Asian, everybody. It has to be inclusive. And as leaders, we can't just be satisfied with being in the room alone. We got to bring others with us. So when you say, are you in that chain? You're damn right you're in that chain. And it doesn't matter what your net worth is. But if you want to get better, we'll help you get better. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the real estate, once you, know, once you learn it, you know, it's, I mean, it's like anything. Just like football, baseball, boxing. Right. You learn it, you can master it. Correct. But you got to make sure you got the right pieces to the puzzle. You got the right pieces to the and puzzle. What, what I say every day is crazy that... A person without nothing can always tell you how to get something. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said, yo, a, a virgin can tell you how to have... It's always somebody that's not in a certain place that can give you advice on how to get there. And I disagree with 
though, like I said, those are liabilities. What we just talked about a little, a little while ago. A guy, it's like somebody telling Alex how to hit a baseball, but they, they never been on a, they never played baseball, been on a baseball field, telling me how to throw a jab, but don't 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 even stand right, don't know nothing about boxing. So that's even like the commentators that watch our sports tell you how to you know how to tackle, how to catch footballs, and if you correct them and tell them, you know what, that's a, you don't know what you're talking about, they get upset. And that's right. when you hear so many, you know, you hear so many bad stories because people always want you to tell them what they want to hear. They don't want the truth. Right. And why they don't like me because I'm a straight shooter. If it's something I don't like, I'm like, no, I don't like it. And it could be, and like we always talk about the females, if she don't look good that day or she put on something that I don't like, I'm like, I don't like it. But everybody else told me they like it. I'm, t- I'm not everybody else. That's, th- that's what makes me me. I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. My man Floyd just brought up you know, my favorite topic. There he go. There you he just go. brought up my favorite topic with there the women. Go. I know, you know, I gotta ask. I done folded the legs on A-Rod. I gotta know A-Rod. Yeah, man, what, you, what, what, what you doing with the ladies? Me? Yes, I gotta know. I, I got you. I, I don't got a hard game. I, I gotta he, tell you, he, he, compared he, to my man right here, he peaceful. He peaceful, he cool. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, he gotta yeah. just walk in, look at him with the nah. pretty eyes. But, but I gotta make up for because I don't have a lot of game. I gotta tell you, I'm just... Yeah. Uh, you know, my man Nick now, my nephew, he got, he got a lot of game. Just ask some questions. All women want to do is talk about themselves. <laughs> Where you from? What's your daddy do for a living? Next thing you know, it's action time. Hey, Rob, man, did you make him, uh, <laughs> you make him put the phone away and you give him the gift bags too? Like, uh, did, did you get that he from Derek Jeter? He, he, you know, he, he, he real smooth and calm. He don't really want to, you know, I'm just straight shooter. Come at me, what you want to do? Right, right, right. What, yeah. you, what you want to do? Because, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I embrace it all. You know me, I don't care. A-Rod more like to keep his stuff more on the down low. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of his relationships is out in the open, but he still like to keep it real smooth and, you know, out the way. And that was my question, though. For dudes like y'all, though, I feel like there is no smooth and out of the way. Like, like everywhere you go, champ, there's a camera. Everywhere you go, A-Rod, there's a camera. You know, we had this conversation with Stephen A. You know, you you trying to get to know a young lady. They told me they try to ask him about his woman. Yeah. So you know what? <laughs> and it's crazy. I thought about that. I said you could tell you you could talk about everybody else's business, but now you want to keep this. You want to tell everything with everybody else, Stephen A. But you don't want nobody asking you about your relationship life. Hey, Stephen A. Say, man, he say if you dating him. You barely could come out the house, and you can't touch him in public. He huh? said, "He said you want the spotlight. He's your spotlight." <laughs> yeah, okay. Stephen. They say when I walk, you are gonna be able to see the path because the light is in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Nah, straight up. Hey, so talking about Stephen A. Smith, give, Nick, come here. Give, <laughs> give, put the cam on this on this young pretty man. Talk about a dime. All right, so give me a little impersonation of my man Stephen A. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stephen A's my favorite guy, so I got an impression on him. Mario Chalmers in the fourth quarter of a Miami Heat basketball game. She don't have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually 
pretty damn good, man. That is pretty damn good. He's a great dude, but the yeah. funny thing is that when Floyd got on him, he has a big ass picture of you in his basement with you and him. But Steven will tell you back in the day, now it's back in the day, you know, I showed him all the, the jets and all that back in the day when I had it. The real stuff. I, you know, I still got everything. I still got all my, you know. I work, I, yeah, I know. I work smarter now. I'm trying to get on the thread. I'm back to that. I'm trying to get on the thread. Now, yeah, he had a lot of great things to yeah. say about yeah, him. I, you yeah, know, I love yeah. Steven. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and much like yourself, you're a straight shooter. He is you know, shooter. Even after our show, you know, you read the comments, you kind of want to see how people lean. And, you know, you have some people out here that are boisterous and they keep it 1,000. I got to keep it 100. And then they throw him in the, oh, he's a coon. He's this, he's that. They don't, a lot of people don't like that he's unbiased. He might have some personal things with a person or two, and that's his choice, right? But I think in terms of everything else, he's unbiased, unfiltered. Mm -hmm. He's very animated at what he does, right? I don't know if that's just to get your attention, but he's honest. And a good you man. You can't shoot a good, anybody a good, down a good, a good man, man, bro. for being let honest. Let me say this and about, it is what about it is. Stephen A. Smith that inspires me. And I know it inspires a lot of people, but a lot of people don't know this. Number one, he was a great writer, mm -hmm. right, before he Excellent. became television. Number two, he loves the game, and he right. loves players. I mean, ultimately, you can see in a man's eyes or a woman's person, if, if they love athletes, if they love the sport, and he's in it for the right reason, and it just kind of exudes that. Uh, n number three, he, he, he is as real and as authentic as they get. And I remember, like, any time around postseason, Stephen A will call me, and he'll be like, Yo, talk to me about my damn Yankees, right? <laughs> and again, here's a guy who's at the top of his game, impeccable work ethic, impeccable, yeah, right? You've nope. seen him. But he'll ask me, say, okay, t talk to me about what can I say that's going to make me sound right, right? Because he knows baseball's not his number one sport. But again, picks up the phone and says, hey, educate me, because he has so much pride that when he opens his mouth, he comes at it with tremendous credibility, and he does his homework. So I always appreciate that about Stephen A. One thing, A-Rod, he keeps talking about is that reaching out. Like, when dudes reach out to you, do people reach out to you? Do they think you're too big? The, the money team? Like, do no, dudes no, no. call you and text you personally no. and be like, but Rod, the money I need team The money team ain't always about making money. It's about giving back also. Yeah. So the money team wasn't created just to make money. It's about to give back to the less fortunate. Speak you know, on we, that. We're a team. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy that made a lot of money. Right. But I love and I like my people. It's so crazy that when you were just talking about something with Stephen A, mm -hmm. and, and then you, you touched on a certain subject. So, you know, like with us loving one another, mm -hmm. when you got Dominicans support Dominicans, Puerto Ricans support Puerto Ricans, the Chinese support the Chinese, but it's crazy, every time us black Americans support one another, we call it dick riding, and that's not cool. Right. I think if I'm in a championship fight and my son, one of his friends, want the hand wraps or I can give him some memorabilia, you know, to be a part of my history, I'm, I'm appreciative for that. But nothing feels better than the love that you get from your people, your right. own people. <clears throat> that's true. So it's crazy. Like the other day I had to tell one of my drivers, um, one of the security guys, one of the, the NBA players' jersey, he said, man, all you, all you, you did right. No, you're not. It's okay for him to love his people. Right. Who gonna love us like us? Right. So, and the Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, all of us, 
We are, we are all the minorities, mm-hmm. so we all got to stick together as one. Right. But, it, but Stephen A., great guy. I had a chance to basically take him around Vegas and take him on a tour. You mentioned that. And then he wanted to go, and he said, yo, everybody keep on talking about you got a jet. That was my, you know, that was a plan that I had before, because I think right now I'm on my numbers. Six, could be six planes, five or six, I think. Do you have all six now? No, no, no. Or have we upgraded? I got one. I got one. <laughs> okay, I, got I was about one. to say, like, have we upgraded? You, um... Yeah. When we, that's, when how we, you, that's how he got here, though, right? Because you were in New York last night. Yeah. When we get our jet, do we put an emblem on the side? Like, how do we deal with jet life? Let me call me. Don't laugh, A-Rod. I'm asking your ass, too. How do we deal with jet life? <laughs> he more, he more, you know. got to just discreet. I'll put that thing in, in Tropicana orange juice. <laughs> Wrapped. Hey, Talk to me, AJ. What's going on? <laughs> we're actually the jet cleaning and freshening stuff up right now. Working. What's up? I just want to tell you thank you yesterday, you know, for taking me over to New York. And we're always happy to do it, champ. All right. You're the best at what you do, AJ. You're on my team. Hey, you're the best at what you do. Let's be on the team together. All right. <laughs> hey, AJ, I'm Channing Crowder. A- AJ, AJ you on the pivot. Talk to the <laughs> AJ, talk to the people on pivot. Talk to them. How does Air Mayweather work? The best way I can summarize Air Mayweather is that no bag is ever safe anywhere in the world at any time because we're coming to get it. Oh, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> coming to get it. Coming to get the bag. <laughs> the, the pilot talk like that. It's hey, the money Jay. team for real. Hey, talk to him about, tell him all the countries that you took me to. The last time I counted, which was pre-COVID, we were up to about 80. I think there was like 78 or 79. We've been 80. Australia... All over the Middle East together. We've been to Chechnya together. We've been all over, all through Russia, St. Petersburg, Moscow. We've been all over Europe. I don't uh, even know what that hey, is. Hey, I want to know when AJ's going to retire. He's young. No, I want to know so I can get my license so I can be your pilot, buddy. AJ, I'm going to call you back. Take care of the jet. Chap, last night, what you was with? You was with ASAP and the mayor of New York, right? Yeah. And so now you you back in Miami. That jet stuff is for real. What what was last night like? Because what it was, it's an event, and I think that's the like that's the cool part we're talking about. You mentioned it all the people. I mean, just my business partners in New York, huge. And I talked about this before. I started off with them. I'm talking about years. I'm talking about it was so many years ago. I'm, I invested in a little small project with five million, and then we took it up to nine figures. So that's what I did, because just off. The, the first project I invested in, it was paying off so good. So I'm like, yo. So I went and dumped, you know, nine figures on them. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Alex was saying when you invest with people and one, they putting skin in the game as well, that you don't necessarily have to come out as hot, right? And, and you can allow them to show you what they could do. Throughout your career, Alex and Floyd, has there been any of those times you've gotten burnt? Because, you know, yes. obviously we're going to all talk about the successes that we've had. And that's obviously what you guys can mentor from as well. But some of the losses you take in these investments also help people kind of understand what not to do. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. there been any of those times that you've had to teach from oh, yeah. after taking those, those lumps? I mean, for sure. And, and you know, uh, 08, uh, we had the meltdown of the real estate. The U.S. economy kind of went down in the dumps. And simply said, my real estate portfolio, I had three properties that was worth 
call it, you know, $40 million uh, overnight, it was worth 20. And, and I owed 28, right? So I was underwater. And what I learned after that was that you never personally guarantee. Right. And, and we do what is called a non-recourse debt, right? So if the property goes bad, it's, it's the bank's responsibility or they'll work with you. Mm -hmm. But if you're on that hook and they see that nice signature, they're coming after you. They're coming after you, your plane, your house, your, any of your assets, they're coming after you. So it's really important as you start building your portfolio to have non-recourse debt and not personally guarantee. So never PG. Yeah, see, like that's the hard part for me, Floyd, you know, because obviously I've started small in investing and been able to grow. But since I was younger and started making a little bit of money, everyone's always had a plan for my money. Right. Right. You, you get, you get, so I just, just said it. Yeah, you said, get, yeah. You said the virgin is going to teach you how to hit, hit something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, said, I said everybody can always tell you. Right. Like somebody who, who don't got nothing can always tell you how to get something. Not an expert. Like the, the, they got so many commentators that's experts, but they never played before. Like you got all these, these boxing experts, but never threw a punch. But so what, right. makes, what makes him an expert if he don't even know how to throw a punch? Right. Another way to think about it is when, when you own a stock or you own a company, you own a, a small piece of a great company. Like if, if you own one stock of Amazon, you own a small piece of a great company that's going to be doing well for many, many years to come. If you think about it in sports, if you can own a small piece of, of the champ's career or my career, if you own a small piece of that and you put in 5,000, 10,000, in the long run, you're gonna do very, very well. For whatever reason, athletes, they're saying, I wanna do it on my own and I wanna own 100% of my building. But if, the way you do it, it's gonna go the other way. Right. I'd rather have a small piece of champ's career or a small piece right. of my career. And that's how we should look at investing. Who is the best? Champ, who is the best A-Rod, the best Tom Brady, LeBron James, and, and go get a seat in that bus, even if it's a small seat. You can start with $1,000. You don't have to go nine figures. You can start small. Great right. things happen slowly but surely, and the turtle wins the race. You have to be consistent. You have to work at it. You can't just throw your shoes and think you're going to win. you got to bring it every single day, just like we did in our sport. And Monty, you're not really little boy me with this question, so I'm going to ask A-Rod. Hey, little boy you. You little boy me a little bit about it. I, I ain't little boy you. you know, we... I, I asked about the end game, and you was like, why can't we just always make money? Why can't we just continue to, to grow this? When I was asking you about, like, is there a number at the end? Like, oh, you said end game. Yeah, the end game. What are you talking about? The women? You talking about the women? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, when are we going after this? I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, right, the end game, man. You talking about, like, talking about retire? The retire the real retirement, the y'all, y'all made. No. Does your motivation ever go away? No. You know, hundreds Is there a of number millions. where you say I'm I'm good, I'm set? Yeah. Or, or are you always motivated? But until, it, but I, that fi is, final number, this that final crazy. number of a billion, two billion, seven when billion, first, eighteen billion. What, but when what I was is, a teenager, when I was a teenager and I got a hundred thousand dollars, that felt better than when I received three hundred million. Hmm. When you come from poverty and you come from nothing, and you get a hundred thousand, you say, yo, this is the most you think you're a millionaire. You think you're a millionaire. I mean, at least I did. I it's thought the I was. the most money you've ever seen at yes. that time. Yeah. As a teenager. You know, all money does, it, it gives us freedom. Comfort. That's what it does, right? Comfort, I, say com I like com comfort, com freedom. comfort to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it lets you travel. It lets you provide for your family. It gives you freedom with your time. 
you get to be with the people you want to be around with, people you like and respect and love and trust. But I'm going to answer it uh, very similar to how my mentor, Warren Buffett, answered the question when I asked him. Shannon, you asked that question. And here is Warren Buffett, probably the greatest investor uh, over the last century plus, right? Warren Buffett, I think we can all kind of agree to that. And here's a guy that's worth over $200 billion, right? And at 93 or 94 years old, is at the top of his game. 94 years old, now think about that. He just had probably the best six months of his career the last six months. And it was because he had discipline and he was sitting on billions and billions of cash just waiting, sitting in the weeds for his opportunity to strike. And he said, I said, boss, when are you gonna retire? You're 91, 92 years old. I guess this a couple years ago. He said, don't call me boss, call me Warren. I said, all right, Warren, he's the real champ, right? When are you gonna retire? He said, Alex, if I retire on Monday, I die on Wednesday. Mm. He goes, I love the sport. And I think Champ and I, we love the sport. We could have retired a long time Warren ago. Buffett, but Warren Buffett, we love crazy. doing it. Warren Buffett was, um, he came to the boxing gym. We shot a commercial together. Actually, I think Alicia was there. So Warren Buffett came to the boxing gym, and I told him, um, today, you know, today, I, that day I was sparring. I said, I'm going to get blood on your suit. <laughs> so, you know, what I had to do is, and I did eventually get blood on his suit from the sparring partner. I had to put a money team hat on him. And take a picture, <laughs> and, t- and take a picture with him. But um, it's good that I'm able to call guys like Warren Buffett. Right. I'm able to call them is to be the first. You know, um, if Warren Buffett was able to do it, Jeff Bezos was able to do it. We're able to do it, and that's how I look at it. That's why, with age came and experience came growth. So when I come on y'all show, yes, the last time you see, I'm gonna wear my 18 million dollar watch. But this time, I can't wear nobody's watch. I can't give, I can't advertise for AP for free. I can't right. advertise for Rolex for free. I can't wear Louis Vuitton and Gucci for free. But Champ, I was talking to Fred earlier in my office and we were talking about uh, inspirations. And for me, Magic, Irving Magic Johnson changed my, yes. my, the whole trajectory of my business career because I very often, born in New York, I would always see a lot of white guys going to Wall Street with their briefcase and their nice suits. and. and that didn't do much for me. But when I saw Magic Johnson, a man of color, with a suit and tie, and he was a Hall of Fame basketball player, and now he's a Hall of Fame businessman with a multi-billion dollar platform, I said, he looks like me. I can actually be like him. So I hope the kids out there that are 10 years old, 15 years old, can look at all of us and say, hey, you know what? That can be me. I don't have to be a champion in boxing. I don't have to be a champion in baseball. I can be a great TV personality, they can have a great career. Mm -hmm. And more than anything, I hope they get inspired that they can live out their dreams too. Because I'm telling you, if somebody saw Champ at 10 and me at 10, nobody would have probably said, these two guys are gonna land where they landed. But it was everything that was inside, in here, the faith, right? The work ethic. Alex, let me tell you, when I was 10, I done my first autograph signing. This guy knew I was gonna be big. He was a fan of my dad. I was 10 years old. He said, sign this baseball. I said, what? 10 years old, sign this baseball. He said, you're going to be huge one day. I, I, I signed it. He wanted me to uh, just sign a couple other little cards. I was only 10 years old, right. 1987. Wow, that's something. Did you believe him? 
Or was it wild to you? No, I, no, I didn't. You know, I'm just a kid. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know. I just loved boxing. Loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad would take me to see closed circuit boxing. I would see so many legendary fighters. And, um, but I never wanted to be like no fighter. I just, I just said, I like what uh, different fighters. There's so many different fighters that had, I mean, that was, you know, that was great to me. And I took a little bit from all of them and just put it in a bowl and shook it up and said, this is what I'm gonna be. Are there, and this is a question for both of you guys. I came here and, and I got an autograph from A-Rod, right? This is his jersey. Have you guys ever been starstruck by anybody? Oh yeah. Or asked for autographs from anyone? Oh yeah. I was uh, 19, 20 years old in Seattle and we walked into the Four Seasons and at the same time, the Bulls were playing the Supersonics. Mm. You know, that was Peyton and the glove. Yeah. And uh, George, uh, who's MJ's right-hand guy, he's a fantastic, great guy, uh, invited me over because they were gonna play some cards. And I, I remember being so hungry. I was famished. I mean, you know when you're hungry, you can't see straight? <laughs> when I saw Michael for the first time, I said, oh my God. It was like I saw Black Jesus. Did he look like the goat? <laughs> it was like a ghost. Oh, no, no. I didn't eat for the next three hours. No longer oh, was I hungry. That, that's wow. how excited I was. And I had knots in my stomach. And I love that feeling. And sometimes I get that feeling when I see Warren Buffett today. Wow. I, I think it's okay. I'm a fan of Champ. I'm a fan of you guys. Yeah. It's I'm okay f- to be inspired. If I wake up every day, I'm looking for inspiration every day. Whether that's something on YouTube, something on Instagram, something I'm reading, a book. But it's okay to admit that we love each other. And we admire, I mean, there, we, there's so much hate in the world. Yeah. We when, need to come together yes. and admire. And every was, once in a while, I pick up the phone and I say, hey, Ron, you made a point on ESPN. I didn't understand it, but the way you explained it, it hit home. He needs to hear that, Correct. and I need to say that. Right. And so many times we just say, oh, well, you know what? I'm gonna keep my space. I'm gonna stay in my pocket. I'm gonna be real cool. But not, especially as brothers, there's enough people that when you were 10 didn't think you were gonna be damn sh-. That one guy was smart, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of people that didn't believe in you. I guarantee you that. We can go back when you were 10. No, they did. Everybody thought they were gonna be who you were? Yes. Well, that's different. That's the metaverse. Yeah, I never. Because I've never <laughs> yes, heard sir. anyone at yeah, 10 yeah that 100% of the people thought you were going to be the yeah. greatest boxer of all time. That is so. I didn't say the greatest boxer of all time at 10. I didn't say that. But they knew I was something special because a kid that's 10 years old shouldn't be boxing like a professional mm-hmm. at 10 years old with no fights. Just, just being around the sport. But champ, all- but champ, even how great you were. Listen, I played with so many cats that were better than me at 10, 15, 18. But, but the chances are against you. You have so much headwinds. When you come from the neighborhood, you know how much trouble there's out there? The fact that you landed where you've landed, yes. that's a miracle of God and God only. There's no way, and by the way, everything that comes with the force inside of you, because you're a force of nature. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I can do anything without the help of God, luck, None of timing, people, work. mother, work. Yeah. It's, a, it's a combination of a lot of things. And for every person that believes in you, even to today, I'll find you 10 haters. Of course. That's why we that's, need that's to the stick motiv- together. But, that, but that's the motivation. Mm-hmm. The motivation is when they tell you that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what make you work that much harder. When they tell you that you can't do it. Before Muhammad Ali or any other, before Mike Tyson, anybody, there's one man that I looked up to, that I love, and I thought the world of, and that's my dad. Yeah, I mean, coming in our demographic, we'll get, we'll see a lot of that. 
And quite naturally, it's, it's 100% truth where they do give back, you know, to the communities. But I want to segue that into, you know, asking you guys. You, you mentioned it briefly earlier, but I want to know about your, you know, your, your philanthropy, you know, your foundations, the charities, and, you know, what capacity do you give back to these well, communities? Well, I've been giving back for years. You got, the, you got the Floyd Mayweather Foundation. I don't talk about it. That's right. And, and, and That's right. the main thing I like to give back to is public schools. I did, my daughter at one particular time, I put all my kids, I make sure all my kids went to public schools, mm-hmm. not private school. Because public school is more like the real world. Mm-hmm. I feel like private school is more like a boot camp. Everybody got to dress the same because they want to keep everybody on the even playing field. But public school is more like the real, is the real world. It's more diverse. Whereas when you go to private school, you got, it's either white, Jewish, and then I had my daughter. She, so my daughter was, I had my, my oldest daughter was going to private school. So one day, of course, you know me, she, she lives with me. So every day I drop her off in school. Her mother pick her up because we live by each other. Drop her off, pick her up. So, you know, and some, you know, when you go to the parent-teacher conference, I went. And I come to find out my daughter is the only black kid in her class. I said, we can't do this. So I put it in public school. But you can't look at public schools that way because there's like American Heritage down in, in, in Miami, down here. Mm-hmm. American Heritage is very diverse. One of the best schools out there. St. Thomas is a private school, very diverse, the best. Do the research on it. But I think the but private so you want me school... To, so if I'm in Las Vegas, send her here to go to school, to put on a jet what, every day, what? every night to go to school, then fly back? Call AJ. But <laughs> 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 I'm saying, no, bro, but I'm saying, like, I'm just saying because, I, as you probably figured out, I, I was, I've been in private school. I was a magnet school kid, and I know RC was as well. And we've talked about this. Fred was a public school guy. But to box these private school kids in, in, in this, this racial division, it's like, it's like, I'm not, like, man, I'm not know, against think, it. Once again... I'm a straight shooter. Yeah, oh no, like, and I know So if y'all that, want me on the pivot, y'all gotta let me be able to sh- shoot my sh- And this is no. what the pivot is, is that two grown, successful men of course. can tell their truth back yes. and forth. So. But I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that what happened in, within my family. Yeah. Well, I only can speak on what happens within my household. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was uncomfortable. And I felt bad. And to this day, I still feel bad about that. My daughter going to school being the only black kid in their class. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about that. And my daughter kept on. Sometimes, you know, her mother was telling me certain things like, yo, she wasn't being treated. Right? I'm like, what? That school is good school. What are you talking about? Then I finally had a chance to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, no wonder. She's feeling uncomfortable. I so, think, so I, I went to public school until I got to high school. Then I went to a Catholic school, which was private. Tell and, me about it. And I was, able to, I was able to excel at both. I think I learned lessons in both places. You know where where it was, where it was diverse, and where there was a lot of kids that could, looked like I me could, in public afford, schools. I couldn't afford it. Well, here's the other thing, though. When I was in those schools, I was made fun of, right? Because I was the kid that made straight A's. I was the kid that would get punished and couldn't go to a dance if his grades dropped below a certain thing. I was the kid that talked a certain way that the teachers loved. And so in the black community, sometimes they didn't feel like I was black enough. 
Right. And then you do go to the you go to the private school and you are the star football player, basketball player and all those things. And you are being treated in some cases, you're being treated extremely well. And in another case, you know, you're you you have a friend who, who's a white young lady whose family loves you until they find out that you have more than a friendship. And then it was that N word can't date my daughter. You know what I mean? And honestly, I'm, so, so when you're I'm rich, now so raising that So when you're kid, rich, you're a rich one. When you're poor, you're a poor one. When you're educated, you're a smart one. At the end of the day, you still won. You still won. And that's exactly what it was. And so, and so, but my point was this, though. I was that everywhere I went, whether it was public school, private school. I think our experiences are our experiences. The, the thing that we get to do now and the thing that I get to do now is I know when I walk into a restaurant, I'm treated a certain way, but it's because I'm Ryan Clark. I know that my little cousins ain't treated that way. I know that some of my friends are treated. So you got to say? speak for those people. But is it safe to say? Everything that we've been through in life, if, we had to, if I had to die and come back a billion times, I still want to be a black man. 100%. You agree? I'm safe, yeah. I'm you good agree. with that. Okay, then. So we all on the same page. Yeah. It's, there's nothing in the world better than a black man. That's how I feel. I'm a straight shooter. So with that, do y'all, do y'all feel like now in this new world, which is different from your sport, right? People are going to pay A-Rod because A-Rod helps them win games. People are going to pay Floyd Mayweather because the pay-per-view is going to be high as hell no matter who he fights. In this new world, do you feel discriminated against, whether it be for your color or for the fact that you former athletes? You're going to walk in some rooms and they don't care how much money you got. They're not going to think you're smart enough to be in that room. Do you that, ever feel that? Happens, that, no? that happens every day in life. Just because my neighbor can go out, he, he can wear suits every day. I can wear a sweatsuit. At the end of the day, you're going to respect me just as much as you respect him. And that's how I look at it. What makes him get more respect than me? You my next door neighbor, you know I tell him? You got yours from your family. I got mine from the ground up, from hard work and dedication. But do you feel like they look at you differently sometimes, A-Rod, or now because of the amount of money you've made, the amount of success that you've had, you've transcended that? There's no amount of uh, home runs, uh, money, success, that there is a certain group of people that will always be prejudiced against color, against athletes, against women. That's always going to be there. You got to do you. Like for me, I wear a suit and tie every day because it's my new Yankee uniform. And I'm just a routine cat, right? And I like to be routine. My guys are like, what the hell are you doing in an office? You should be in a boat somewhere. But this is where I'm happiest, right? I create my team. I'm running a company with the guys that I grew up with and Aaron, who was my best friend since we were in ninth grade. And this makes me happy. The minute I get home, I rip this stuff off, I put on my sweats, I put on my pajamas and I'm ready to have dinner with my girls. But I'm a routine person, so that gets me really good. But you know, answering your question, Fred, about what are the things that I like to give back, and there's three things that I focus on. Number one, the Boys and Girls Club saved my life. Because when my father left, the Boys and Girls Club entered. And that was a place that was safe, kept me away from drugs, it kept me away from the streets. It kept me away from violence. And it's where I learned how to play baseball, do my homework, and, and all of that. Uh, number two is scholarships. So we've put over 40 kids to this University of Miami, first-generation immigrants like myself, that are trying to do good in this country. And third, and I think maybe the most important one, I can't believe that the most powerful, best country in the world, the United States of America, public school system, don't teach the most important thing, and that's financial literacy. And the fact is that there's about 80% of the classes we get to take in schools ain't gonna do a damn thing for us. Mm -hmm. But financial literacy, that power, is gonna give us knowledge and liberate us. Right. And when you think about people of color and minorities, what we need most is those tools 
the financial literacy to help us fend for ourselves. That way, when we graduate from college, that's not good enough. You still got to be able to know what a PNL is, how to write a check, right. how to understand taxes, the ramifications of all these things. And one of my missions, and I'm going to get it done <laughs> through help with a lot of good people, is we have to teach financial literacy to our little ones. That's what I focus with my daughter from the time they were three, four years old. They started investing in the stock market because I started teaching them what are the five companies you want to invest in. And ironically, they've done better than me. Why? Because they kept it simple. I said, well, dad, I don't know anything about the stock market. I said, what do you use most in your life? Pick those five companies. They picked Amazon, they picked Apple, they put Snapchat, <laughs> they picked Google and Disney. Right. And they've outdone everybody in the market, including the S&P 500. Solid plays. So sometimes you got to keep it simple. If somebody tries to speak like very fancy to you, I, I, I mean, Nick will tell you, I, there's so many times I said, stop right there. Explain it to me like my daughter that's in yeah, third grade. So that I understand because you're speaking too fast for me. And it's okay to do that, right? I'm not going to come and talk to you about baseball all fancy. I'm going to speak to you in, in basic terms. Well, speak to me in business in basic terms. And hold on, because I'm going to ask you about five or six follow-up questions, so come correct. Right. I don't know what the other 49 states are doing, but I know recently the state of Florida just made it part of curriculum for the uh, high schoolers to have a uh, financial literacy course before they graduate. So that's a huge step mm. in the right direction. So, Love that. And I think the other states should follow. Freddie speaking on what one state is doing and now you hope, hope it carries on to other states. The thing that you guys have had to carry on is keeping that competitive drive, like keeping mm. that dog in you. And there's, there's no way two people are successful as you two were in what you did for a living previously and that just goes away. You guys, neither one of you are just famous. Right. You're legends. Yeah. Like when you're no longer here, oh, your no. name is gonna echo. Like you can't wake up like RC said, like, you know, I don't feel like I never you know I thought I wanted the fame when I was younger. Right. Then I thought about I got in it for the the fortune. I choose the fortune over fame. Whereas now everybody worry about being famous instead of worry about, you know, the fortune. You look on social media, everybody want to portray like they're rich. And I, do I think that has, has a lot to do with me? Absolutely. I think, of course, because, but I wasn't portraying a certain lifestyle. I really didn't have it. Right. So that's why, you know, as I got older, I brought it down a lot. You know, every now and then I have a little fun. Like when me and A-Rod and A-B went to the game, I, you know, want to pull some of the Cubans out of the safe and put them on, but... You ever pull the no, Cubans no, out of the safe? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly... I, 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 my boy big poppy got swag and he's dominican right but yeah. he was talking about that there's some out there but but for me i i love champ and his style so much because it's him mm -hmm. and that's who he is and i wish i could get away with that but i was on then i put it on my instagram i touched his chain i said all type of swag and drip right. I told my daughter, I said, Champ's my friend. You see all his chains? That's a cool <laughs> motherfucker, you know what I mean? But, but I can't get away with that. But my, I do my thing, right? And yeah. I think that's what makes us all unique. I'll and, see you. Yeah. I'll see you put on the Jordans. Yeah, I had some Jordans. That's as much as my drip. He unlaced the Jordans. There goes my swag. That's it. Did y'all just meet at the game? Listen, I can buy Jordans. So how do you show out? Because you show out, you got you you money team sometimes. He don't he don't he don't he's more he don't show out. No, he got to show out something. Them shoes, them shoes probably a thousand dollars. I want to know how you show. I'm actually failing at that, Nick. How do how do I show out? I don't. By the way, Nick is my like. 
fashion police. He says uh-huh. that I'm dorky and nerdy, but he's got swag. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how, how to so show you, out. When, when do you show? You watch guy. Oh, watch guy. Okay. So are you, are you a, bl- are, are you blue, black, gray suit? Like is that? Is that all you do? Yeah, Nick gets fired up when I get a little color and stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty boring. I keep it tight. I don't like to think too much. I like my watches, but you know, I like some art and stuff like that. But. And so for both of you guys, and you know, we, can, we can end it here, is when you are one of the best to ever do what you do for a living when it's, it's in sport, and then you translate that into the business world, which one of those two things are most important to you? What is the one you want to be known for? What's the conversation you want to be had? Like Freddie said, you know, even when y'all time is up, your names will live on. What do you want your name to live on for? I think for me, it's all kind of all in one, right? Sometimes I'm not a big pass guy. You'll never hear me saying like, back in the day, I hit home runs and grand slams. Like my, my history is written, right? And, and that speaks numbers don't lie. But for me, it's the three Ps, right? It's people, it's process, and it's purpose. I'm obsessed with finding the best people in the world to collaborate with. Um, I'm process-driven, not results-driven. So a lot of times you can't, you know, determine what the judge is going to say or, or, or what the final outcome is going to be, but you can determine what the process is going to be and really be really locked down on that. And then purpose, right? I have a purpose to help out and give back, and, and I think education is a big part of this whole thing. And, and being a father and, and, and just trying to be the best version of that because, yeah. like I said, I had a lot of setbacks and really kind of thinking about the back nine of my life. How do I kind of move it forward and make the world a better place? For you, champ, what is, what's it gonna be, man? When people speak Floyd Mayweather, I think because there's so many transitions you're going through. I'm a straight shooter, more like a great father, you know, a great grandfather. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, every day when I get up, you know, I see my grandson and I'm able to spend time with him, spend time with my children, and just push them to be great. I'm happy with that. You know, I got into the sport of boxing because this is what my, my dad, my dad loved the sport of boxing. It was, I loved it when I was a, a kid, but I think my dad loved the sport more than me. That's how I got in, got involved in it. Mastered the sport of boxing, but I, I want to always be able to give back my time to help not just fighters, just athletes and entertainers if I'm, if, if I'm able to help them. They want my help. You know, as every day I, I wake up, I'm just thankful really for my father because, you know, my dad is my dad is my everything. Because and we, you know, a lot of times you've seen when you're younger, we we go through my dad, me and my dad go through a lot as far as arguing and and and, and bitching at one another. But when it's all said and done, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't have what I have. So if you're gonna remember me, if anybody's gonna remember me, you have to remember my dad. Because he's a legend also. Even though he wasn't world champion, he had the remedy on how to how to build the best. Yeah. And I, I and A-Rod, you know, he's more nonchalant. He don't really say it, but at the end of the day, I'll let you know. There's no fighter that would ever be better than me. There's no fighter that was that wasn't better than me before me or after me or when I'm long gone. I'm the best. Hey, we on the we on WhatsApp. Or we on <laughs> we on iMessage, where we at? 
you already know how you can get, you know, y'all can get each other. Man, thank y'all both so much, man. This is amazing, bro. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was good, man. That was awesome. Man, you know it's all love. Yes, sir.